Welcome to the Blackcast. Blackcast 79. Round and round by request of our very, very special guest, Matt and KC, Blackcast Superfan. Welcome back to the Blackcast, Matt and KC. Thank you, Christian. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, you uh, gave me a list of uh, several bands, but uh, I feel like there's very, 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 lots more varies, few opportunities to play Rat these days. So I felt like I had to go round and round. Do you approve of that selection? I believe you made an excellent decision, and uh, I'm glad you picked that one. All right, good. Well, uh, so we're here for another fun-filled Black Cast. To my left, Coltrane on Twitter at Coltrane Leaks. Yes. Follower number dropping rapidly. You're really? at about 12,000. You used to be at 13.5. Those stupid spam bots. You you need sold to sh- me out. You need to show them just a little bit more love. Just uh, a little know. bit, you know. It's probably because of all that talk you're talking about the lobster and the crab. They're all just they're all upset. <laughs> well, I'm glad you brought that up, Matt, because you know, not everyone who listens to the Black Cats listens to the Dennis Miller show, and I call that having your priorities in line. Let's <laughs> let's start off talking about a little incident we had on the show. Uh Coltrane you explain the way it really happened, and then, Matt, I'll let you chime in as a listener to the show what you heard. Yeah, so uh, so we had a caller, uh, Colleen in Spokane, who she— Love that you remember her name in City without well, even having to think about it when I asked you today on the show. <laughs> uh, you're just like, yeah, Colleen, Spokane. <laughs> Here's the thing. I dated a girl from Spokane, so every time we get someone- Was it Colleen? It was, in fact, not Colleen. All right, but that would have actually put a lot of it into perspective. That would have actually kind of been funny, but the girl that I dated in Spokane would never do something like that, so entirely different. But that's why I always, I, I of course, remembered Spokane, and I, I almost always say something to the people that, I, that call in from Spokane, because there's a great breakfast place up there, so I'm always like, oh, yeah, there's a good breakfast place there. So she was calling, and- she was kind of calling about welfare, but the thing is, like, in the course of, like, talking to her, like, she had this whole passionate thing that she was, like, breaking down. And, you know, sometimes it's hard to follow what a caller is trying to say. Sometimes. Y- you know. No, no offense, Matt. I know you're a caller <laughs> to the show, but it's, it's usually very difficult. So this conversation came after Susan Ferriccio from the Washington Examiner was talking about using – welfare funds to pay for medical marijuana and even medical marijuana legal marijuana i believe that's how it started is that correct yeah because because again sometimes callers sort of don't hear everything they just sort of hear a part of something and then base whatever they're thinking off of what they heard so so she she says her piece whatever and i i asked in a in a follow-up does that is it okay if they buy things like lobster liquor and cigarettes and she said yes so that was it. And you put her on hold. <laughs> put, I said, okay. And you could sort of tell like there was a moment when – because she was passionate about it as she sure. was like, telling me. So she was like, okay. And I was yeah. like, okay. I'm so, going to put you on hold. We'll get your call as quick yeah. as we can. Just don't say good morning, which is what I say to everybody. You got to say that to everybody. And, you know, again, pleasant. Like there was no like raising or lowering of my voice. Just kind of going yeah. through it. Hey. And then she gets on the air and, and- just – yeah, and and Matt, as a listener, what did you hear? Do you you heard somebody mention Coltrane on the air? And as a fan of the Black Cast, you obviously your ears probably perked up because you're like, "Hey, Coltrane! I feel like that's one of my podcast buddies." W- what is she saying about him? 
Uh, it, it sounded strange. Like, is this, is this the broadcast on the air? Finally, my dreams have come true. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, it, it sounded really strange. I mean, she was she seemed very upset and very concerned. Uh, and, and, and then, as soon as Colton got on the radio, I felt relieved that no, yeah. now I'll finally get the true explanation of what happened. And uh, eventually, that conversation carried over for a good five minutes on the radio. And, uh, was, and, and, and it continued <laughs> into the next day because people left voicemails. <laughs> And, yeah, she said, yeah, your call screener said he was upset when he sees people buying shrimp, uh, not shrimp, but shrimp would be, you know, no, probably she did see that. That was lobster she included and crab. shrimp and crab and and lobster. And like Coltrane doesn't talk about shrimp. <laughs> no. you know? He's got a, he's got too much class for that. Because so it, you're just like, wait, did you did you feel like Marion Barry in the one sense of bitch set me up? <laughs> I just I, I did not feel like that. My. My whole and the whole reason that lobster sticks in my head in that situation is because of the Bill O'Reilly like uh, Jet Waters World where he yeah. interviewed like the surfer guy who like just goes out with his welfare and buys lobster. So that was like why it was in my head. Fair enough. It up. And I was just like the way that I heard her describe it was that I got all like upset about it and I was like and it made it seem like during like while I was talking to her I was getting passionately upset about something. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? None of that happened. And so in my own head, it's like, I, you know, I'm just – I was thinking that, but I'm just like, I don't necessarily care that much just because, look, people mistake what people say all the time. And I can't control what somebody hears if they hear me talking. So it's like there's there's only so much you can do. Like I wasn't that upset about it. I just thought this is ridiculous because I – said nothing like that and i didn't act like that like she described me acting yeah. so that sucked but i mean you know other than that i just didn't really i didn't care about it that much but then like you know then dennis brought me on to like you know to to bring it to talk about it a little more and i i just felt like that sort of made it it made it more to me than it than it really yeah. was because it like it really wasn't anything to me. So now, now be honest, that was nowhere near the most annoying caller you talked to. Oh no, yesterday. and I was, yeah. and honestly, I was a little bit surprised because sometimes you know I will inter- interact with people, and you, you can tell that they don't really get what you're saying. So like you know sometimes you you kind of think, all right, this person's probably going to say something that I didn't say, but you know you again you sort of roll with it. But she didn't really seem like that's what the direction she was going to take when she got on the air. And then she turned it into this whole thing like, your call screener got all upset about this and he gets upset when people are – and I, I don't even – I have not seen anyone use welfare at like the grocery store in front of me. So I don't even know what she was talking about. So it was just like one of those things like, eh, what are you going to do? Exactly. By the way, I'm sure very upset that we told this story without – Introducing him to people is that on the other side of the glass is Liev on Twitter at David underscore Bujenski. But oddly enough, nowhere to be found anywhere in the studio, Agent Starling, whose Twitter I will not promote. Yes. Because he is not here. He'll be running in in a little bit for his segment. But yeah, big surprise. I'd like to think that uh, that Agent Starling is on the way to Dunkin' Donuts to again bring you guys some tasty snacks. I wish that he was on a donut run. If so, I probably wouldn't even mention it. I'd have you, <laughs> Matt and Casey, pretend to be Agent Starling. You know, he's probably he's probably got an audition or something, and he'll be back. But he's not here right now. Or and he's checking out dudes at the beach. <laughs> You know, it's it, 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 there's so many different things he could possibly be doing. Uh, Coltrane, 
What are your thoughts as to where Agent Starling might be at the moment? I actually think that he's auditioning for uh, Top Gun 2. There's a specific scene in mind. Oh, yeah. Just a little, little beach volleyball. Bunch of dudes. <laughs> I mean, what can I say? I can just sort of appreciate like a man's physique when I go down to the beach and like look at him working out. That's we, all. We That's should, not weird, is it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He loves nice cats. We should have isolated that clip when he said that on the black cat. I feel like his wife is still not. That's how I know his wife is still not caught up because of the fact that she hasn't just been like, what are you talking about? Checking out dudes at the beach. So, you know, eventually she'll uh, she'll get around to to uh, maybe maybe not even chastising him because she's known him for so long. She's like, oh, yeah, you know, you can't. Can't help yourself if your husband turns his head and looks the other way at dudes walking by. It's just all part of being married. It was just so funny the way that he did it. Yeah, what was that, Matt? Yeah, right. You don't want to. You don't want to. Yeah, you know, no, no, no tubos exactly. Now, Matt, uh, obviously, as uh, someone that is such a, a black cast fan, there's so many highlights that we could definitely focus on but i know one of your favorites was uh will's tommy Wiseau story the audition that he did will's not here to take your compliments but talk a little bit about why you enjoyed that chat oh i've, I've never even seen the movie but the way he told the story and his hey, hey guys oh hey yo oh hi Oh, hi, doggy. was fantastic sure <laughs> yeah no no and you got to be a part of uh what has been characterized mostly by me as a historic black cast the one with the wives you got to chime in on that talk about being a part of greatness that was being podcasted before you how how fun was that one uh being on the diamond jubilee black cast was a fantastic experience and i'm glad that we saved my segment for that and having the ladies there was great they offered some insight and some new perspectives and i think they had a good time yeah, definitely. Well, uh, it was fun, and uh, we'll see if we can ever get them in the studio again. My magic eight ball is saying probably not, dude. Well, hold on a second. Let me uh, let me just offer something that might help here. Sure. I would just like to take a second right now to say happy birthday to Heather in advance of her next birthday. Wow. So I'm the first one in on that one. So you're the first one in on Nicole's birthday, which, by the way, after you did that, Heather posted on Facebook she wants to be second in on Nicole's birthday. So now... Will's best chance is to be number three yeah. on Nicole's birthday 2015. <laughs> and you know what? Nicole, happy birthday 2015. See how this all works Matt, out? Matt, you want to get in in front of Will and wish Nicole a happy birthday? Hey, happy birthday, Nicole 2015. So there you go. So, Will, we're going to try and knock you out of the top ten by the time. <laughs> See what happens when he's not here. And See, he's... I'm just trying to get all the wives in early with the happy birthdays now. So, so, that, so that it's ahead of time. So do you now wanna, they know that I'm thinking about Do you want to wish Lauren a happy birthday in advance? Well, you see, <laughs> okay. Now, here's the thing. That actually brings me to, uh, with Lauren, I do feel a little bad because my joke last week, it was supposed to be not every rash is poison ivy. However, the way that it came out, I felt was a little harsh. And it was not the way that I intended it. So then it became mean-spirited and not funny. And that is not what I am. I am very funny and not mean-spirited at all. So is this a Coltrane retraction? Are you taking back a comment that you made on the Black Cast, Coltrane? This is very unlike you. I 
wouldn't say that I am taking it back. Okay. I'm just trying to clarify because the way that I said it now is funny. The way that I said it before was mean-spurted, and I'm not trying to be mean-spurted. You know, the way you said that sounded like Charles Barkley. Yeah, you like what that I did there? Terrible. That, that's just terrible. Mean-spurted. And uh, I know, uh, Matt, you had some thoughts uh, about, uh, you know, sometimes you feel like with Barkley, as funny as he is, there's times where you're like, you know, you're Charles Barkley. You probably shouldn't weigh in on anything serious ever. Uh, what are your thoughts on, well, first of all, explain What's going on with Barkley and why people are maybe paying a little bit too much attention to Sir Charles? Well, I love Charles Barkley. I think that he, I, I think he should be able to say whatever he wants on any subject, yeah. any and, time. And he is not terrible. He is not terrible. He is hilarious. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So, and, uh, and I, I hope I mean, he's got enough money and uh, he's he's able to say what he wants to say without being censored. So I think he's probably one of the most entertaining commenters on uh, ESPN or whatever network he's currently on. I believe he's uh, – is he over – he's over TNT, right? TNT, yeah, yeah, that's where I thought okay. so. But you feel that way. However, he talked about Adrian Peterson disciplining his children, which is now being considered in some circles as child abuse. And he said that this is – basically, this is how we do it. In Southern black families is not a direct quote. That's essentially what he said, though. So, Matt, you feel like it, because he's Charles Barkley, it doesn't matter what he says, or should even Charles Barkley maybe not have said that? I, I think that uh, he might have thought, phrased it a little bit better, but I think that uh, I, I agree with letting him speak his mind. Sure. Even if, he, even if it's way, even if it's a little bit confused or not exactly what he should have been saying. Well, if, if TNT gets upset and decides to fire him, he'll be on Wolfer. But <laughs> in any case, Coltrane, what are your thoughts on uh, Barkley, Adrian Peterson, and really how when apparently talking about football these days, it involves talking about some kind of violence or another? Well, I, as far as Barkley goes, I, I think, and I, I'm not positive, but I don't exactly think that he was – Defending Adrian Peterson at, on the whole, I think he was explaining the upbringing, which is it makes it sound more like a justification than I than I think he was going for. I'm not I'm not positive, but I that was sort of the impression that I got from it because in speaking to people from Texas or from the South, that seems to be more of the sentiment that's coming mm-hmm. out that it's just it's not as much of a defense of it as much as an explanation because. People are saying, "Yeah, that's that's exactly that's how it is." It wasn't just in my household; it was like on it was the entire culture, the entire town, whatever. So it, I that was sort of my impression as to what Barkley was saying. And it, as anyone, I love when Charles Barkley talks because he is unfiltered. He will just say what's on his mind. He's not trying to like be politically correct. He's not trying to candy coat it. He's telling you what he's thinking. Sometimes it's really funny. Sometimes it's serious. But let Barkley be Barkley because. Like he said in the commercial, he is not a role model. You know, he's that's not his job. His even though people at, treat him like that, yeah. it's not his job. His job is just like to to provide commentary, and that's what he did. That's what he's doing. As far as like the NFL and the domestic violence and and what have you, that's kind of going on right now. It's interesting because there is a lot of talk about it during the week, but dur- but on Sunday. With the exception, like, there was, of course, like, there's, like, pregame talk about it and stuff, but it was, like, all anyone really cared about was the football. 
Yeah. And that's kind of the most important thing when it comes down to it is everyone's just going to keep focusing on the football because that's sort of what matters. When it comes to, like, the off-field stuff and the domestic violence and whatever, it's like it's kind of one of those things that has been around, but it's just the spotlight is becoming bigger on it, and so you're starting to see it more, and so they're talking about it more. But I don't know that it's really any that it's there any more now than it was. It's just now it's something that people are talking about, especially because of the video with Ray Rice. That's that's really what I think it comes down to. It was originally like the first video where he's dragging around to the elevator, but then the second video inside the elevator, it's just put it yeah. in like like front and center for everybody. So that's why everyone's talking about it now, and it's why it's such a big deal now. As for you know, but it's it's been there the whole time. You know, I've made a lot of mistakes on the black cast in the year and a half or so. Well, it's definitely been a year and a half that we've been doing it. I feel like none are bigger than what I'm about to do. Hey, Liev, uh, what are your thoughts Yo. on Adrian Peterson and child abuse and Ray Rice and domestic violence? What do you think about all of that? As much as I would love to answer this as I normally would, I prefer not to be chastised by, I don't know, the heads of our company. Mm. So I'll answer seriously and just say, I've been spanked growing up. I'm glad I was spanked. I needed to be spanked. It was, it was you know, discipline that was required in order okay. for me to become the mature man that I am today. <clears throat> Do you think you should have been spanked harder? Maybe, but I would have liked it, especially mm-hmm. for my mom. And there he goes down the slippery slope. But any to- chance that uh, <laughs> your aunt ever spanked you? Oh, man. I seriously acted poorly around her on purpose just so she would spank me, and she refused to because it was against her beliefs. Well, the last time I got spanked cost me 150 bucks. I had to wear a ball. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. See, and, you know, this is one of the points that uh, I know, Matt, you wanted to talk about. Matt, what do you feel like, as much as you love the black cast, what do you think we need more of? We need some more Leo. Fuck yeah, we do. More anal. Uh, More anal. You (laughs) can never have uh, enough anal. That's my old adage. You can never have enough anal. But back to my point, AP, that wasn't spanking. That was abuse. That that crossed the line. I mean, if you saw the pictures, it's... That's, you don't look you don't, at you having a mature opinion on I know, the issue. Fucking stupid. What happened? I hate to you? this. Lauren is such a good influence oh, on you. I need a drink. She is. Well, we know that she's really she's really helped you grow up a lot, hasn't she? Yeah, is it because you're like her daddy? It's ten forty six somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I was every time I was spanked, there were never injuries inflicted on me. All right. Hey, so, look, that's uh, that's fine. I had good parents, and AP, you're yeah, not so much. Um. And then, you know, the angle of this story that everyone's afraid to talk about, that I don't mind talking about with Adrian Peterson. Okay. How many people took him first in their NFL draft, their fantasy <laughs> draft? A lot. Uh, yeah. I heard a lot of people were- talking about it on the mock drafts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to take AP first. I, you know what? In in the two drafts that I was in, he, yeah. was, he was not drafted before five. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, still first round, but he wasn't drafted before five. So... so if you have, like, the number – oh, so it was after five. Yeah, so it was, yeah. like, you know, the fifth pick or, you know, uh, later than that. But those two that I was in, he was, like, the fifth pick and then, like, the sixth pick yeah. or seventh pick. So yeah. he was not, because in fact, number one. That is not the real tragedy is people who picked, them, picked him for their fantasy team. However, those people with the team will probably – want to say that that's the real tragedy but they know they can't 
because those are the times we live in. Well, now, see, here's here's where you, uh, you know, things get a little funny. You have some people in fantasy leagues who get very moral yeah. about these things, oh, and they true. will, in fact, cut him. Yep. And I would just say, if you have the avail- the option to pick him up right now, I would do it because as long as he's playing, he's worth playing. And then when he gets suspended, eh, drop him. Drop but him. you didn't take him in the you first round, so it's okay. Round. Exactly. Well, there you go. There's a little fantasy insider from our fantasy expert. Do you play fantasy football? I am I'm um, in two leagues. I, yes, you too, Matt. Do you play fantasy football? Uh, I did uh, for a couple of years. So I kind of got bored with it, and yeah. people were taking it a little bit too seriously. Yeah, I find people take it too seriously. I play fantasy baseball very badly, actually, but I do play it every year. I'm in two leagues, and uh, I have a lot of fun with it. But uh, I don't take it that seriously. And, you know, people have possibly added money into it over the years. It's fine because it's not that much. But, uh, I, you know, I actually watch baseball every day. I, I don't make the time every Sunday. You know, I'll put aside time if there's a really good matchup, especially later in the season. I'll watch the playoffs. But I don't follow football closely enough where I feel like I've been in fantasy football leagues, but not for very long. I did an NBA, a fantasy NBA league one year, which I I just kind of got talked into it. And I was like, well, this was stupid. What was I thinking? You know? Yeah, I've never done, uh, never done once basketball I, or hockey. Once I tried to draft Lil Penny. I figured that it probably wasn't going to work out for me there. True, I, I would purple shoes though when I was in grade in grade school. You did, nice. I did the, the, the Penny Hardaway wow. shoes. It, 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 I know it's not the same commercials, but it had to be the shoes. It Absolutely, it's got to be the shoes. I would like to just uh, say, Matt, you know I like you very much, I really do. But that that whole like uh, I just started to get bored with fantasy football sounds like someone who didn't win their league. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I'm just that's out there true. Too. Perhaps, right. perhaps not so good. Coltrane just dropped a bomb on you. How do you feel about the uh, smack talk on the podcast, Matt? I feel like that'll happen. <laughs> I feel like uh, That's why I feel you're like, one of the favorites, Matt. I feel like you're right. All right. Well, this uh, introductory segment has been very Coltrane's corner esque, but we're going to catch our breath in a moment, and then when we come back, we're going to really dive into the corner. You know, there'll be some nerd talk later, but we're not going to waste Matt's time with that. We're going to have him around for the corner, where we'll be the Coltrane corner right after this. And we're back in the corner, the Coltrane Corner, where we belong. Not that anybody keeps Coltrane in the corner except himself. True. You know, and again, still no Agent Starling. He's not usually in this section, though, so that's, you know, whatever. Nerd! Yeah, exactly. No no nerds here. (laughs) But, uh, you know, we're also going to do something without Agent Starling today. Yes. In a few hours. Sure. Coltrane, myself, and Liev, and Matt and KC, we would invite you, but you're in KC and you wouldn't make it here in time. We're going to go see World's Greatest Tribute Bands for the first time since back in April when we saw Mr. Speed, which was a rocking good time. We're going to see Pyromania, a tribute to Def Leppard, and it's at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific. Nine Central. See what I almost did there? I do. I did almost say seven Central, but I'm like, wait, that's not how it works. (laughs) And it's every Tuesday, World's Greatest Tribute Bands, with our friend Katie Darrell, who is kind enough to put us on the VIP list. I don't know if we'll get a table, but we will get drink tickets. Yep. So, Liev. I'm in. Yeah. I was going to (laughs) say, there are drink tickets, so you'll be coming. 
No <laughs> promises. Three times at least. Four if Amy Adams is there again. Going to make you some white Russians. No, you're not. I was just I was going to say something. I'm like, no, you're not. So we'll talk about that next week. I think that'll be fun. I like you know this is the second time in the last couple of weeks that Coltrane, Liev, and myself have done something without Agent Starling. I think he hates us. Coltrane, your thoughts? I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Liev, does Will hate us? I don't know, but I don't get as many boners. Hmm. Fair enough. Uh Matt and KC, do you think that Agent Starling hates us and that's why he doesn't do stuff with us? You listen to the podcast. You feel like you know him. Oh, he hates you with the, the fiery force of a thousand suns. See, that's what we need. We need straight talk here on the Blackcast. And Matt and KC, we'll get some KC straight talk. The Royals, are they going to make the playoffs? They would be the wild card, one of the wild cards right now, wouldn't they? I believe you're correct. Uh, I'm hoping the Detroit just takes a giant shit on themselves. They've like, been doing they, that, but it, it's like they've sort of righted the ship just enough here at the end of the season. But, uh, you know, if Verlander gets a couple more starts, because clearly we've all seen pictures now that we know what he's focused on instead of throwing the baseball. Well, hopefully she'll keep up distracting him and uh, letting let the Royals slip in to the playoffs. Exactly. And the Royals don't have to play the Red Sox anymore, so you're good there. That was helpful. That was a, that was a scary... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> zing! That, that, that was a zinger. In any case, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of like the Royals. You know, I, uh, I, I've been... I know that they've redone the ballpark since then, but I was at Kauffman... It's Kauffman Stadium, not Kauffman Field. And... Um, I like that they have the uh, water fountain in the outfield. It's just fun. You know, my friend I went with, a Red Sox fan, my friend Tim, said uh, that it was, the, it was the nicest minor league ballpark he'd ever been to, which I <laughs> thought was mean. I really had a good time there. And, you know, many moons ago, one of the first times, if not the first time I guest hosted the Dennis Miller Show, I got to talk to George Brett. So uh, I, I, I like the Royals. I'd like to uh, see them maybe... Maybe play the Angels down in Anaheim and, uh, you know, maybe wander on down there for some playoff baseball. And how much excitement is there in the KC area, Matt, for the Royals? Is it is it really just focus on the Chiefs or really, I guess, the Royals may be a good diversion from the Chiefs? The Royals are a pretty good diversion from the Chiefs. Actually, there's a uh, there's so much excitement here in KC that there's a local tattoo parlor that's giving away a free Royals tattoo once a day, every day, for the first person that shows up that wants a royal tattoo. And you have eight of them already? I do not have any of them currently, but I'm planning on getting at least four. All right, yeah, exactly, at least four. And uh, one of them will be a tramp stamp, I hope? Well, well, it starts as a tramp stamp, and then it's going to slowly move down south. Okay, <laughs> well, that's the way to do it, yeah. And uh, you could also get one of the Kansas City Royals mascot, Slugger, who is a tiger. No, he's a lion. And he wears a crown, and it says it on his jersey. It's got a lot of the extra R's. I have a photo of me and Slugger from many years ago. He's not my favorite mascot, but I love his name. I mean, he's no Wally. Yeah, but we've talked about Wally, right? Red Sox fans don't really like Wally the Green Monster, right? No, but he's good in the commercial. Yeah. What about, (laughs) well, you know, my same friend Tim, he's been to Fenway on Mother's Day, where they have... 
Wally's mother, which is basically an older, beat up Wally costume that they haven't put on a wig. Kind of like if you've ever seen on the Muppets, Fozzie Bear's mother. It's a, it's an old Fozzie with a wig and glasses. You know, and yeah. look, if it's good enough for the Muppets, yeah, exactly. it's good enough for Wally. So, are you going to watch the playoffs if the Royals don't make it, Matt and KC? I probably will watch part of at least part of the playoffs because uh, it's always interesting to kind of go into. Usually the teams go out there and they they play pretty well, mm-hmm. play the hard out because that yeah. matters now. And so it's kind of fun to see the players. Sure. And living on the West Coast, I love when right when the baseball playoffs start. We talked about this last year that. There's games basically all day from about 10 a.m., maybe 11 a.m. our time, and it just goes into the night. It's great. I don't have to focus on anything. I can I can ignore my work. I can ignore my wife. Believe me. it's <laughs> and, and nobody's happier about it than her, that I'm ignoring her during all – yeah, Heather loves the fact that I ignore her during the baseball playoffs, at least the early rounds. Now, I watch because uh, – I watch even though the Mets aren't in it because if I only – Watch when the Mets were in it. Well, I wouldn't have watched the playoffs for nine years and a lot of years before that. Coltrane. Yes. You got a surprise, happy World Series victory last year. Yes. Are you going to sit out the playoffs this year? Just rest on your laurels. Are you going to watch a little bit, see what's going on? Yeah, I mean, I'll watch a little bit. There's you're not going to plan around it, though. You, you'd be like, I'm going to go to the gym, or I'm going to do this or that. You know, you're not going to be like, oh, I want to be home in time Correct. to watch Verlander give up seven runs before he gets an out. Yeah, I yeah, I'm I'm le- much less invested, but I do like those early days when it's just as soon as we get out of work, it's just all playoffs all the time, and there's no you know because the Sox are not in it. There's like no pressure. There's it's so I can just sort of go and enjoy it, sort of like be watching and you know watch it in passing, whatever. So uh, yeah, I will still watch a little, just clearly not as intently as I would if the Red Sox were in it. Fair enough. I can't blame you. You know, and here, you know the difference is all the years that we've been doing the radio show, we've gotten out at ten o'clock local time, right? Right when the games are. Well, now we get out at noon. Yep. There's going to be games on while we're here. So yes. I'm just going to have to start focusing early. They'll be on during blackcasts, I'm oh, yeah. certain. So it's going to be a lot harder to schedule. But uh, you know what? I'm committed to being lazy and not working and watching baseball all day. I will make the time to blow off everything, even if it means blowing off the radio show. Dennis will be like, what do you think, Christian? Nothing. There's going to yeah. be silence. It'll be See, it'll be good for me. I will start off by watching Outnumbered, which I usually do, sure. and then I'll switch from that to the playoffs. Do you watch Outnumbered on Fox, Matt? Uh, I do not. See, we have it on because Dennis watches Fox during the show, so we always have it on. So it launched over the summer, so we get to see, and the basic concept is four Fox, it's rotating, it's not always the same four girls, four of the ladies of Fox, as yep. we can say, and one guy, a.k.a. Yep. the one lucky guy, is there with the four girls, and there's a cast of uh, some very lovely characters, and Coltrane, I'm sure you have a quick answer, don't think too long about it, who's your favorite outnumbered girl? Kimberly Guilfoyle. Yeah, I figured. And Will hates her. Why does Will hate her? He because did... she's a girl? <laughs> yes, that too. Because <laughs> Will says, more like one unlucky guy being around all those girls. <laughs> Where's Shep Smith? <laughs> no, he, he, I don't know, doesn't, he thinks that she's had too much plastic surgery or something. But I, I don't know, I just, I watch her on the five as well. So Kimberly yeah. Guilfoyle, she's she, hot. She, let's just say it this way. She does it for you, right? Oh, yeah. All right. Hey. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, do you have a, uh, Matt and Casey, do you have a favorite? It doesn't have to be a lady of Fox, but is there somebody, even if it's a, a weathercaster or somebody, that if you see them on TV, you know, they're talking maybe about something serious, it, it gets your interest. You just kind of have to do a double take and see what she's uh, presenting or what she's wearing today. Uh, yeah, there's actually two. Uh, I'm actually a big fan of Jenna Abila on Fox News. She's she, also very hot, and she's, she's on she, Outnumbered. She, she's high up on – yeah, she's on Outnumbered. So she she's high up on Coltrane's list. Past guest of the Dennis Miller Show, friend of Essie Cup, and I'm not going to say any more other than Pillow Fight. Anyway, who else do you have? <laughs> and what? another one that I think you guys need to start getting on your radio show instead of the other Washington Free Beacon is Allison Barber. I have just – she is also a really good-looking – she's on Fox News. But, but our Washington Free Beacon friend is Larry O'Connor. Yeah, we can't, well, Larry O'Connor's no Allison Barber. I'm going to tweet that at him, and you'll have to answer for that comment. <laughs> I, I accept that. All right. I'm just letting you know. I'm, I'm writing it down because I say a lot of things that I'm going to do during the blackcast and then I never do them. Um, and Coltrane's looking at me, noticing I'm not really writing it down, so he thinks I probably <laughs> won't do it. It's only because I don't have a pen that I'm not writing it down. Anyway, so there's so many things we can talk about, but I think that one of the most important is to revisit a favorite topic of Coltrane's, Jody Arias. Oh, I love her. What is she doing now? And <laughs> what, you know, the overall, it's under the umbrella of helping the community. That's what she's doing. Of course. Um, she is auctioning off the glasses that she wore uh, during the trial, during the first phase of the trial. Um, I think the opening bid starts off at $500. And I would just say to anyone who is a fan of the broadcast, you should definitely put that in. Uh, Christmas is coming, and I would love that as a gift. I think uh, those glasses would be amazing. I uh, don't like what she did because, uh, you know, what she did was wrong. But uh, that does not mean that I don't find her attractive. So I would just say if uh, anyone is a fan of the Blackcast out there, you should put in a bid for those glasses, win them, and then send them to me, and I will be grateful. So your birthday's coming up. Christmas is coming up. We need to get you those glasses. Yes. All right. Is there anything creepy about having Jody Arias's glasses? Anything, even for a second, do you think like, oh, I wonder if she was wearing these when she killed her boyfriend? Well, I don't believe that that's the uh, case. I believe they are just. I don't think that she actually wears glasses. I think that it was more of a look for the trial. So I don't actually worry about that at all. All right. So it's it's kind of like getting a game worn jersey. You know, it, Ish, it's yeah. like, you know, it, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I've i got, uh, you know, I, I've got this. I've got a big poppy jersey and I've got Jody Arias glasses You know what from I mean? when she was out there giving it her all. All right. That's I mean, she, at the time she was still incarcerated. So, uh, you know, just going back and forth to jail. But she was wearing the glasses. And um, like I said, uh, what she did, totally wrong. Do I still find her attractive? Yes, I do. Now, Matt and KC, as a uh, Black Cat superfan, you are very well versed in the fact that Coltrane is preoccupied with uh, some of these, let's just say, crazy ladies. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Are you uh, put off by any of them? Or does hotness outweigh, let's just say, possible misdeeds? Uh, hotness outweighs them to a certain point and i will say that i would not like to date her i would like to meet her in a bar and get her a little tipsy and then take her back to my place do what happens but you, you wouldn't even you'd kick her out and you wouldn't even give her cab fare 
Yeah, and you you wouldn't even give her cab fare. Clearly, you don't know well, who I, who yeah, she I, is. That, because, well, that's where um, I'm going. Yeah, because by doing that to Jody Arias, <laughs> you actually won't make it to the next morning. Oh, that sounds horrible. There's there's no such thing as a one night with her. Yeah, I mean, but no, no, no. Though there's a lot of just one, one night. nights. Yeah, she she pretty much goes into lockdown mode, and she will show up at your house and like break in and start vacuuming at one in the morning. No big deal. She'll destroy you. <laughs> but that's all right. She'll hide behind a Christmas tree. I mean, it's not weird at all. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> uh, that sounds intriguing. Now, <laughs> talking about dates that you don't want <laughs> to necessarily go on, you know, there's a new season of The View on ABC, and they have uh, some new hosts and co-hosts, I guess is what you would call them. Some of them past hosts returning. And uh, as we know, my friend Tom does a warm-up at The View, so... I, I would not disparage The View directly, but there's some interesting things that have already happened. As we record this, they've only had two days. Matt, there was something that disturbed you that happened on Rosie O'Donnell's first day back on The View, and what was it? The fact that she does not wear shoes on the show scared me a little bit. But also, your friend, Tom Kelly's show on Twitter... He appreciates that, by the way. Thank you. He says, thanks for the vine on the way of the plug. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I just, Rosie O'Donnell just kind of creeps me out a little bit, and uh, I got a feeling she, her feet do not smell as good as they look. Whoa, whoa, hold on. I'm sorry. Not as good as they look. So you thought that they looked good? Well, she was a nice little pedicure and some uh, some red nail polish. Hmm. This yeah, is gonna, gonna this is probably almost as revealing as Will talking about checking out <laughs> dudes on the beach. So you've got a foot thing for Rosie O'Donnell. In not so many words, I'd say I wouldn't turn down her feet. <laughs> well, look, if you have to be with any part of her, perhaps the feet is the least objectionable. And I'm only saying perhaps. I'm not committing to any statement being made there. Uh, Coltrane, have you ever watched The View in your life? Now, we've had to like listen to clips that we pull for the radio show. I don't count that. Have okay, you ever you, outside you of... Count, yeah, if yeah. you don't count that, then no. I have. You've uh, never I'm, like been home and, been, and flipped by and be like... Oh, they're talking about I, they're doing hot topics. I want to see that. No, it, it is not like if the TV was on from the night before. Yeah, like and ABC was on, sure. then like I would see it, and then I would just turn the channel. So yeah. I, I'm not a fan of the View. So I don't, uh, with the exception of having to like watch some clips for this show, I don't actually watch it. No. Now, Matt, if I could have Tom run a ankle cam there at the view where he could just show off the feet would you watch that on a stream during the taping of the view i'd I'd probably give it a couple minutes and then i'd probably get bored yeah but those couple minutes they'd be grand yeah (laughs) now you wanted to talk about something that i honestly don't know that much about i don't know if coltrane does talk about the columbian women's cycle team oh i actually do know that okay well coltrane knows about it so you guys talk about it for a second Okay, uh, Coltrane, did you see the article on the Daily Mail? Yes. With their uh, uniforms? I believe that the uniforms of the Colombian women's cycling team are fantastic, and I'm proud to say that they're expressing their sexuality while cycling. <laughs> Why don't you elaborate, one of you? They're expressing their sexuality while cycling. Are they are they pantsless? No. Like okay. The... the... The mid, like the waist midsection area, is a nude color, 
So it's like the upper body has it's like red and white and like the lower body is red and white. But like there's a section in the middle that is a nude color and it makes it look like they're naked. It, not, I mean, I wouldn't say it's particularly flattering, but OK, you know, it's it, it was eye catching. I did click on the link when I saw the story. Sure. All right. I don't know if I know enough about this to really weigh in. Matt, what was it that caught your attention? Which is sort uh, of obvious. I saw the but... picture on the Daily Mail, and I thought they were naked. And I clicked on the link, and it turns out they were not naked. So I kind of flipped through the photos and how, I clicked somewhere else. How upset does fake nudity make you? Uh, extremely upset. Yeah. It's like... When you see links that, you know, you accidentally click on that <laughs> promise that there's going to be some naked photo and then you get Rick rolled or maybe it's it's very clearly a fake, you know, with like, I don't know. I'm trying to think someone I would. OK, let's say Liev's head on Linda Lovelace's body, which if anybody <laughs> wants to make that, they can email it to us, blackcast at gmail.com. You know, but there's the very obvious mock-ups is what I'm saying. Sure. You know, the body doubles, the uh, faked photos. So, yeah, when I'm expecting to accidentally see nudity on the internet and it is not delivered, I might get a little upset. It's a little disappointing. Like giving me a picture of a delicious grilled cheese sandwich and then saying, here, eat this. But no. Yeah. You can't eat the picture of a delicious grilled cheese sandwich. Because it will, sandwich. it will not be delicious. It's a, I might have grilled cheese for lunch now. <laughs> now I'm thinking, I might go to the melt. That sounds good. Well, Matt, well, and we appreciate you always uh, making time for the Black Cast and actually promoting the Black Cast. Because you not only call in the Dennis Miller Show to promote the Black Cast – you helped us get some advertising. Why don't you – I don't even know that our listeners know about that. Explain that for our blackcasters out there. So I was browsing through a Kickstarter, and I saw there was a gamers convention like uh, in Kansas City, and they were looking for sponsors. And I was like, well, you know who would be a good sponsor for a gamers convention? The Bladcast. Correct. So Agreed. I, uh, shipped a little coin their way, and they, uh, you guys are on their site, and you'll be on their pamphlets. Yes. So the convention has not happened yet. Is that correct? It has not happened yet. Okay. The website is uh, bobcon.org, I believe. All right. And is this a convention that you're going to go to? Uh, I thought I was going to go, but I ended up having to do something something different. I don't know what yet, but I'm not, I'm not going to the convention. Fair enough. So. And uh, m- not as important as that, Matt. Did you have a good summer? What did you do this summer? I don't think... We know, other than your excitement about the Blackcast. Uh, I, I went up to Omaha for the College World Series for a little bit. And nice. Oh, how was that? What uh, what games did you see? I saw some of that on 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 the TV. Uh, we just, we just went to the first one, and then after that, we just kind of went to the bars around town and did what we usually do. And, and how is Omaha? I, it's a, Omaha's actually a really fun city. They have great zoo. They're revitalizing the downtown, and it's a, it's a pretty fun city. So the fact that they have a great zoo, does that tie into the fact that I, my impression is that they have great steaks there? They do. There are several good steak restaurants in Omaha. All right. So if I ever go to Omaha, I will tweet at Sober as a Bird, which is you. I hadn't mentioned your Twitter the whole time you've been on, and I apologize for that. I'm usually much better with the plugs, but I continue to refuse – to give any plugs for that turncoat agent Starling. You mean just Will Sterling with no underscore? Yeah, exactly. At Will Sterling. 
that's yeah, how you find that. him. Yeah, there's no underscore involved anywhere in there. And uh, although I, I feel like I hear his car pulling up in the parking lot, so <laughs> he'll be with us in time for Nerd Talk. Matt, I want to give you the opportunity for any final thoughts here on your triumphant return to the Blackcast. What would you like to say to the fellow Blackcast listeners? Uh, keep on Blackcasting. Yeah. And uh, Christian, I actually thought of it. There's a rest, I mean, If you ever go to Omaha, there's a great steak restaurant called The Drover. And they have a whiskey marinade steak, and it's just awesome. All right. Coltrane, any uh, parting thoughts? Uh, I know for for me, I have one quick one, but uh, Coltrane, do you have any parting thoughts for the end of the corner here today? Yes, because this is how it, uh, it things tie, tie together in my head. Earlier you were asking, when you were talking about Outnumbered, and yeah. are there any uh, female broadcasters that have caught your attention just in general? Uh, I actually ended up, I watched uh, Good Day Live for like three years because I think Jillian Barbary still is smoking hot. She's not on it anymore. No, but that was why they, I watched they it. They replaced the no, two No, I don't girls. watch it now. They replaced the two girls and they kept the really, really old, yeah. uh, old senile, not funny guy. Yes. Who thinks yes. he's funny. Yes. Steve something. Yes. This is kind of local in L.A., but a lot of, well, people, a lot of I, people know who Jillian Barbary is. Though. But that's why I went with the Good Day Live, not yeah. Good Day L.A., because uh, the, right. the, the Live was the, the nationwide one. one. But, yeah, I, I stumbled on that one day and just watched it because I think she's hot. So And she's like kind of that dirty hot that's just great. So I started. I watched that for three years, and then I, at, at and the end of gone. it, I was just like – I was like, wow, I watched Good Day Live for like three years. That's really odd. But she was hot. And the other chick actually, like, she had like that raspy voice, which actually kind of like worked for her in a weird way. And she was always, I don't know, she was so. I want to see if I'm right. Is her name Dorothy Lucy? Yes. I think so. See, I, I didn't Google right. that. You saw me. I didn't no, Google no, it. You went, I'm like, you went straight I think up with I it. actually know her name. Yes. And she was, I don't know, like, she kind of would get annoying every yeah. once in a while, but. You know, Jillian would save the day, but I would so I would watch that show All just right. because of Jillian. Fair enough. Well, Matt, once again, we thank you so much for making time to uh, be back here on the Blackcast, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. And we'll uh, come up with a good way for you to promote this appearance on the Blackcast on the Dennis Miller Show. I think that what we'll have you do, and we can spoil it here, is you know a lot of times you call in and say, Dennis, you were great in O'Reilly last night. I'm really excited about a new Blackcast. Well, I think that this time the thing on the screen will say, I'm really excited about the Blackcast that I appeared on this week. But then when he asks you about it, you'll just say, no, nah, I don't want to talk. I want to talk about how great you were on O'Reilly last night. I mentioned like three jokes from the Wednesday night appearance on O'Reilly. What do you think I about like, that? I think that idea sounds fantastic. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think really funny. it's a good way to flip it around. So that's, that's, a, that's a little. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that'll show them. That's uh, some on-the-fly radio production here on the Blackcast. Well, Matt, I'm going to let you go. I really appreciate you uh, being so generous with your time. And uh, you also keep on Blackcasting, Matt. Will do. Thanks again, guys, and I'll talk to you later. All right. That's uh, Matt and KC on Twitter, at Sober as a Bird. And my final thought before we move on to Nerd Talk, Liev, we'll meet you at the Whiskey. We're not going to wait for you at Coltrane's place. All right. You just get there when you get there. How does that I sound? don't want to go to Coltrane's place anyways. What? Smells like Africa in there. Hmm. You got anything to say to that? You are incorrect, sir. Yeah. I think it smells, well, let's just say it smells like new prune-flavored tang because everyone <laughs> needs a little prune tang in the morning. 
It's an old, old joke I stole from somewhere. That's all right. It took me a second to That's see where you were going. Yeah, you're like, all right. Yeah, like so, okay. All right. Wait, do I get a final thought? No. Yeah, sure. No, no, I'll give him one. Before we, we dive into nerd talk, yes, a final thought for you. Yeah, I don't have anything. See? Oh, I hate tried, you. tried to tell you. I hate you so much. Tried to done told you. Hey, uh, Liev, what do you think about the uh, notion of Scotland seceding from the rest of the United Kingdom? Uh, seriously? Yeah. I really got a comment on that? Uh-huh. Jesus Christ. Uh, well, I th- just thought it would be a funny thing to ask you. <laughs> Is that really happening? Maybe. They're voting on it. I saw Braveheart. And what do you Is think? Is Mel Gibson involved in this? Uh, no. I don't think there's any Jews in Scotland, so he's staying out of it. Uh, sure. Are okay. They, are, are the English still raping the Scottish? Or did um, that stop years ago? You know, if you think about the way that the Scottish dress, they're kind of asking for it. That's true. Yeah. I mean, with, you know, men wearing skirts. Are they all still wearing skirts? Uh, I hope so. This is dub. I know. Can we just end this? Well, if you'd had a final thought that was actually useful, I would have ended on Uh, that. I have a final thought then. Jesus, if it gets us off that topic. Go ahead. Uh, When you're out of lube, olive oil works, but nothing with spices in it. We'll talk nerd talk right after this. Welcome back to the Black Cast. What are we doing now? Oh, I know. We're talking nerd talk. And is it a disparagement to say talking nerd talk with a nerd? If no. I also consider myself to be a nerd, it's like a badge of honor. It's yeah. like, hey. That's our word. Right. We can call each other nerds. Exactly. You don't get to call us that. That's though. right. And you don't get to call yourself that if you're not really that. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, like all those, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a nerd. It's like, mm, oh, that was wearing probably, oversized glasses. That, and a, that, yeah, that and was a halter top. That was probably a girl voice, wasn't it? That, it's supposed uh, to be. Yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a whole thing. That, I'm uh, a nerd. Is that better? Uh, kind of. I love nerds. You know, like the, uh, there's girls that have, there's t-shirts that have varying degrees. Sometimes they have cartoon characters. Sometimes they just say, right. I love nerds. Right. And I feel like in general, those girls are lying. Because I, I remember being a young man. Yeah. Girls did not love nerds. Maybe no. that's t- come around. I mean, no. that's the whole point of the first 21 Jump Street. Right. And I do get most of my impressions of the world from Channing Tatum movies. Yeah. Whereas, you know, 22 Jump Street taught me sun's out, guns out. That's right. I didn't know that. Important lesson to learn in life. I know. And I feel like I know so much more, especially because of the day that just you and Liev worked together. <laughs> and you guys actually posted, I think, on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Picture you with the sleeveless shirts. Yep. Saying a little sun's out, guns out. Uh, right. Liev, let me bring you in for a second. I know you never talk during nerd time. Yeah, nerd for talk. good reason. For good reason. Uh, is there anything truer in the universe than sun's out, guns out? Absolutely not. When the sun is out, you do show your guns. There is one thing more truer than that. What's that? Bros before hoes. Oh, oh is, that, is that accurate, Liev? Do you uh, feel that that's no. true? See, that's a nerd speaking. He's wrong. Mm. Really? Nope. So you don't so you don't think that bros before hoes That's high on the list. You know, it's funny, I was actually talking to my wife about this semi recently that, you know, bros before hoes is usually put out there by the guys that don't get a lot of play from the hoes. <laughs> it's true. You know, because usually, like, if you're with a group of guys, like, the three of us are all talking in a fantasy world where we're all single. Yeah. And not, 
either already married or with the girl that we're clearly going to marry soon in right. Liev's case. Yeah. If we yeah. were all single and you and I were talking and then Liev sees a you know, girl looks at him, he's like, oh, I'm going over there. We're not going to really be mad that no. he went to go talk to her. It's like, oh, I, I wish he looked at me, but hey. That's when you should wingman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We'll help you out. Yeah. Do you need Do you need us two married guys to help you wingman? Well, you, we can't because you have the love of your life in your life, Liev. What? Sorry. That's all right. I was drinking coffee. I know you were. You got to stay awake. Uh, because your lady keeps you up all night. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Yes, Which is why even more important than bros before ho- hose is rock out with your cock out. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, this is true. And I think we probably need to get the uh, the five, the list of the five most universal truths, truths out there. Please, Matt and Casey, you can come back on or you can just tweet us at BlackCast. You know, I talk to him directly because I feel like he listens so quickly and so immediately. It's true. But anyway, that's that's all besides me. So rock out with your cock out. Thank you so much for that contribution. You're welcome. Now, we have uh, your services required for one more moment here in Nerd God Talk, Leo. damn it. We're uh, going to talk about Doctor Who, but don't worry. You don't have to talk about it. We just understand that a message was actually left for us. I, I believe it's from... Well, it ties into the show. I'm not even quite sure what it is. Can you play that message for us and Will and I will react to it? I have been monitoring this audio transmission for several months. Supplemental visual data, including photographs, have been scanned from your internet. (laughs) I have reached the conclusion that this broadcast is infested with homos. Your leader, Christian Black, could not be more obvious. Married to a successful screenwriter who is out of his league. You'd think he would run home after work, but no. He often chooses to hang out with three other dudes. The slow one called Lee M is on record being obsessed with anal, but he never states if he enjoys giving or receiving. It is only logical then to assume he enjoys receiving of his poop shoot. And then there is young Agent Starling, who is practically a woman. The most damning evidence is the photograph he took with the Dalek's greatest enemy, the Doctor. The smile on his face as the Doctor wraps an arm around him leaves little doubt that Starling is the Doctor's butt boy. The only redeeming element of your pathetic black cast is the one called Coltrane. His smooth bronze-colored dome feral chest and muscular arms, his silky masculine voice oozing like honey out of the speakers and into my... No! No! I reject these feelings! These feelings must be exterminated! Exterminate! Exterminate! Wow. I didn't realize that the uh, Daleks were so upset by the black cast but uh, clearly they're a huge fan of coltrane which makes perfect sense i wish he was here but you know he uh hit the gw bridge after the bottom of the ninth and uh basically he's not able to hear that but uh it makes sense because as we know coltrane on twitter at coltrane leaks very popular in the spam bot community right right so it would make sense that daleks would also be huge fans so really basically just robots in general yeah i think Maybe C-3PO will start hanging around. You know, we do have R2-D2 here in the building. That's right. He's not in the studio today because he's in timeout. I'll have to explain that another time. But uh, God, of course. He he got into a lot of trouble. But, you know, the Dalek 
I don't know exactly how he called in, but I appreciated it. Yeah. He had a good point, Liev. You do talk a lot about anal. That's true. Mm, very true. And we don't really know what aspect of it you like. Aspect. Yeah, yeah what aspect <laughs> you like. Uh, so we're just going to go ahead and assume receiving, right? Uh, that's personal. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. You know what? There's some things that shouldn't be shared, and we appreciate mm-hmm. that. All right. Well, thank you, Liev. I'll let you get back to whatever it is you were pretending to be doing. Lubing. Yeah, well, that would make sense. And, of course, I shouldn't need to say, but thank you. To Rob Lorich for helping put us in touch with that Dalek who wanted to leave a message. What did you think about that call? I thought the production value was really impressed. There was like space noises. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was great. I think uh, what the Dalek proves is that the people who tend to be the most angry homophobes yeah. end up being the ones mm. that are harboring was, some secret feelings. It was he, very clear that that he was likes the point. Coltrane a little bit. We, I think. But I mean, Coltrane's but a good looking wouldn't? guy. Yeah. Who wouldn't? Coltrane's a fun guy. He's a good looking guy. Yeah. Has a nice car. Oh, that's all it took, takes, took me for a drive. Yeah, that's for, for the Daleks in particular. I rode in that car once, and I was like, Whew. "Yeah, no, no, no." The Daleks like right to here. go. Look, they like to go out with the top down. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't want to always like to take the dome off the top of their little tank. <laughs> right, exactly. Expose their little sludgy alien tw- like body. Well, since we had that message there, and I wanted to make sure we got it in to this black cast, uh, we oh, might as well in. start with the Doctor. Now I'm actually behind. But I wanted to talk about an episode that I enjoyed very much. Yeah. The Robot of Sherwood Forest. Great episode. I think they need more like that. They absolutely need I more like that. I thought that, you know, this is what I said to a friend of mine, my friend Ron, who is kind of like before I knew Mark Hunt, a.k.a. Okay. Rafe Gutman. Yes. He's the guy that I knew in my life who was the Doctor Who fan always. You know, he right. was the guy that's like, oh, he likes that show. Then I don't know what that's about. So he's like – and I, I was trading a message with him. And uh, he agreed with me. He thought people didn't – he got the impression that people didn't like that one. I'm like, no, no, that one was great. And I was just like, more Robin Hood, mm-hmm. less into darkness. Yes. Like I don't, I, don't, nope. I, don't need, I don't need to go into darkness. No, I don't. I don't either. You know? J.J. Abrams took us into darkness. That's right. Benedict Cumberbatch was there. Mm-hmm. It was fine. I don't need to go back into darkness. No, he's fine. He covered yeah. it. He, yeah, it's done. He, he had a dramatic the, voice. We book, already did all that. Close the book on darkness. He's been into darkness. So, and what I liked about it was, you know, and I, obviously it happens a lot on the show, he gets plunked down in story with really very well-realized characters and situations. And I know that BBC America had a Robin Hood series at some point. Yeah. But I was like, man, if that was a Robin Hood show that was on with those actors in those roles, right. I'm like, I would probably, not even probably, I would definitely watch that again. Right. I liked the Sheriff of Nottingham. Yeah. That guy was great. They were all And well Robin cast. Hood, Robin Hood chained up with the Doctor. Well, speaking of, you know, slightly gay, homoerotic <laughs> themes. That's probably but, why the Daleks hate the Doctor. Yeah, well, that would make perfect sense. Well, because, especially because he's so dashing now with right. the salt and pepper hair, mostly salt. Yeah. And anyway, I thought that like those, they're just yelling at each other and insulting each other. Like, it's it's Doctor Who and Robin Hood. Well, who could not like that? Exactly. And Who? That's who, what I'm saying. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But talk about that one. Talk about how that uh, one's fun. I honestly feel like Mark Gaddis has it. You know, I we talked about this on the black cast a couple weeks ago. Mycroft Holmes. That's right. To you. Uh, I thought, you know, when Russell T. Davies left and Stephen Moffat took over, it was good. New Doctor, new showrunner. And I was thinking with Capaldi, who could be the next showrunner? And Robot of Sherwood, to me, proves that I honestly think Mark Gaddis probably could take the show in less stereotypical directions like Stephen yeah. Moffat's it all looks and feels the same even though it's Peter Capaldi the writing mm-hmm. even this most recent episode which you didn't see I did not see a lot of reviews say no it's the best spoilers. Doctor Who episode in a long time and I strongly disagree oh okay um, I don't think he really knows 
what Doctor Who is at this point anymore. You know what I mean? Like, think, he's, he's uh, told his whole thing. Right. And we should bring in somebody who, like, Robot of Sherwood felt so, like, out of Tom Baker, Peter Davison, some of this old, like, you know, yeah. going back, Look, revisiting that one, historical If that character. one had existed, you know, this is sort of, you know, obviously time is nonlinear and, right. you know, flows however it wants. If that time that I decided to, you know, I flipped on BBC America and I ended up watching the Titanic one yeah. with Kylie Minogue. And now I talk about it all the time. If it had been this one, I'd be like, oh, that was fun. Oh, yeah. And I would have been like, hey, Clara, what's happening? Yeah. No, I don't know. But I would have been like, oh, because I, I, it's fun. And. Yeah, you know, show shouldn't always be fun. It doesn't right. have to be. But no. how about how about more fun than not? Well, and I this think is, that's a fair thing to say. This is like a lot of people are saying. Why don't you like the first two episodes that much? And it's not that I don't like them. Yeah, it's that the tone of Robot of Sherwood to me, as far as telling this into darkness story goes, <laughs> you should have the lighthearted stuff come sooner rather than three episodes in. So yeah. that way we're endeared to the characters, the humor. We get it all. We're like, oh, that was such a fun adventure. So then when we go into darkness, then it makes sense. And you're like, oh, I see. Okay. I'm more I'm more willing to accept this because I like the quirky, goofy guy yeah. he can be. And so now you're opening it up to some of this thematic stuff. And, I mean, obviously there's reasons why the episode as it is wouldn't work. But to have told this story maybe as the first one out of the out of the box yeah. for the new season, that would have – new series. Right. That would have uh, probably gone a long way. But maybe the thing is that the rest of the series is going to really be about journeying into darkness so that this is not. the blip. This is like the one little that's fun That's it. Detour. That's the one fun yeah. episode. I will it, be sorely disappointed. That that will be just disappointing. Don't, you know, I usually like, – what I rely on Doctor Who to do for me is help me like escape to fun. Yeah. Every once in a while when the serious episode comes along, I'm like, great. It's really effective because there's only like three of them out of 12 episodes. Yeah. No, and so I mean – So far it's, it's three out of four. Yeah. And I mean the uh, – the, was it called Into the Dalek was the second yes. one? That one was it was just bums you out. He sees into the he doctor's sees soul hate. and sees hatred. Yeah. And I mm. mean there's a great moment. There's a good dramatic moment right. where he's like, You are a good Dalek. Right. You know, I'm like, okay, that's cool. But oh man, I just I, I don't know. And I, if that I, came a little later in the season, you yeah. would have been more yeah. I think apt to receive that emotion. You know what? Maybe if they flipped those two episodes. That's what I was thinking. That's exactly what you're I right? was reading your thoughts. You were. That's how I know. And I don't know why you're thinking about an all lubed up Liev right now, but kind of we well, all he are. He said it. I can't yeah, get it out of my mind. It's really difficult once it's he said thing. It. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to uh, seeing the one I missed over the weekend. As I mentioned on the radio show, I was up in wine country uh, in Napa, Sonoma. So I, I did not have the opportunity. But it's uh, I talked to my sister-in-law, my wife's sister. Yeah. She uh, finally caught up to Robot of Sherwood Forest. It was the okay. first one this season that she liked. She just actively disliked the first two episodes. Okay. And she's like, no, that one was fun. There should be more right. like that. So she agrees with me. So clearly she's much smarter than I ever gave her credit for because she agrees with me. So yeah. that's yeah. kind of all it takes. Right. You know? And if you agree with that, then you're smarter than me. Well, that's why, that's why Stephen Moffat and Matt Smith worked well off the, off the bat because yeah. the first like six, seven episodes were fun. Yes. Yeah. And they didn't get too serious until towards the end of the season. You're like, oh, that's nice. It's yeah, kind of a, a nice serious it. thing. Yeah. Not, I do want to go into darkness now. Yeah. And then every once in a while, we'll come out of darkness for a... Uh, speaking, of, speaking of that, that uh, speaking of the accent, yeah. uh, in the box office over the weekend, this past weekend, mm -hmm. did you oh. see who has the number one slot? Omakopa. 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 But he's not a copper in that. I'm a home invader. I'm a home invader. I'm breaking yeah. people's houses. Yeah. And the theory is that he kind of did a lot of... 
you know, tweeting and all sorts of social media kind of things to really promote the movie and okay. get it out there. And, it, you know, obviously that's not how you get to be number one, but it helps. Yeah. Makes people aware. And uh, good for uh, DI, good for Gov. Yeah. Right? Gov Luther. Yep. I don't want to see that movie, though. That's really the problem. I, I saw the trailer for it. I'm like, yeah. oh, I like him so much, but no, I why can't. Why has he got to be a bad guy? Yeah, why has he got to break into the he house? He canceled the apocalypse. Yeah. So I don't want to see him start it up again. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> you know, you didn't even realize this, but that's a great tie-in to X-Men Apocalypse. Oh, nice. It's going to start shooting in Montreal yeah. next year. Right. Now, it won't be out till April, May 2016. Yeah. So we've got a long way to go. Maybe well, less than two years. Yeah, that's true. Maybe by the time that X Men Apocalypse is released on May twenty seventh, two thousand sixteen, our friend Liev will have seen X Men: Days of Future Past. Now I'm going to have the Blu-ray soon. I'll let I him borrow it. Hopes. Although I don't know if Liev has a Blu-ray player. If he just, I has- have a Blu-ray player, but no, I am determined to watch it before Halloween. It's Betamax. You're going to watch. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. I have Days of Future Past on Betamax. Good. So I know you're fine. a true fan. You get all the meat, all the platform it's funny you're masturbator yeah ah, ah. See that? i actually had a friend that he liked a band so much that he would buy it on vinyl cassette cd yep. and if he saw like a used cd and it was it had like a promotional sticker of some kind he'd like get that one wow. too. the promotional sticker. I, look dude i don't know like this it includes might... the hit single yeah exactly touch it's like, me it, it would say things like when you play it say it so that's for like djs so that uh, like you don't just play the song be right like, and the band of all bands is this band Faster Pussycat, this glare, glam hair band. Sweet. This is my friend Dan who's been on the Black Cast talking horror movies. Okay. The owner of oh. the version of Frankenhooker. Yeah, the they? Blu-ray. The Blu-ray, of course. Well, again, again. He, he also had that on VHS. Yep. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> he had it on DVD and ended up getting a Blu-ray. So. But anyway, boy, X Men Apocalypse is so far off. I, I feel like I can't. It's less let far myself off if you think about, about it, it this way. Okay, Spider Man Three. Yeah, Spider Man Three really, really far, far off. off. Yeah, that's that's not cool. I don't know how I feel about that. But what are we going to do? You know. But some things that aren't far off in the Marvel verse is well, you told me about this. I actually saw this, but I didn't read it closely enough. So talk about. A little nugget that was given by the directors of The Winter Soldier, Joe and Anthony Russo, Mm -hmm. what they said about something that happens in the movie and what it probably ties into. Some people feel like they were just making this up, but it would be fun if they, like, deep down planned it. There is – during the chase with Nick Fury and a lot of some of these other things, there's a a yellow Penske, like, moving truck or whatever it is Mm -hmm. that – gets in the way and helps save the good guys from the bad guys on two separate occasions. And they said that it is the same truck on both occasions, driven by none other. Frank Castle. Mr. Frank Castle. The Punisher. They who, didn't come out and say No, no, they didn't say the that. Punisher. But the important but thing said, here is that, and I, did, I actually didn't realize this because I read an article after I saw, you know, after you sent me the little blurb. They, the Punisher rights have reverted to Marvel. Yep. And my concern with Disney owning Marvel was that the Punisher is not something that fits in the Disney right. brand. So I wasn't sure if we I'm were going to get the all pun- criminals balloons. Well, if he pops, that's what the they deserve. Yes, yeah, that's what it'll be. A the, good birthday. The party. sound of the machine gun will be replaced with him just popping all their balloons. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's like, oh. Weren't you sad now <laughs> that you don't have that balloon? That's how sad I was when you killed my family. <laughs> now you know. Now you know. Exactly. I don't know why he kind of talks like Batman. Everybody kind of talks like That's Batman. True. So that would be cool if uh, if they they include him. I mean, he can he ties into 
he had a lot of dealings with Daredevil. Right. Oddly enough, the Punisher debuted in Spider-Man of all places, but I think the thinking was that he fit in better in the Frank Miller Daredevil right. universe. It yeah. was definitely a much better place for him. And then he got his own series yeah. is. Well, and let's not forget his vital part in Archie. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, he yeah, saved please. Archie's prom. It was really important for him to yeah. save Archie's prom. Now, did we establish this a few weeks ago that the Punisher shot the gay guy from Archie That's, who became yes. the congressman yep. and Archie jumped in front of the bullet. Yep. So oddly enough, the Punisher saved Archie, yeah. Archie Andrews, only to fell him 40 years later. That's right. Into darkness. Into darkness. That's what that was. That you know, it that's was. that's the issue of Archie that's coming soon. <laughs> yeah, Archie has also gone into darkness. You know, Dennis says this on the radio show all the time. You, you, you think you think things are getting really grim out there? Yeah, Archie jumps in front of an assassin's bullet <laughs> to save his gay friend's life. That's that's dark. Yeah, that's into darkness. <laughs> that really is. But anyway, so it'd be great uh, for the. I think the Punisher is a great character that has very. Hasn't ever been captured really well in film. I think that the whatever the one was with Thomas Jane, yeah, that one was actually really well done. It was a good story. You felt like the character right. was well done. The Dolph Lundgren one, no, no, it's just that simple. I would rather watch the Dolph Lundgren one though than, than Punisher. Warzone. Yeah, see, I still haven't seen it. It's so bad. That's what I've heard yeah. from you and other people. It's really awful. Um, but it's, speak- it's not even like a the thing with the Dolph Lundgren one is it's so bad it's good. Yeah. The war zone is so bad, you just it it's hurts just, your head, and you're like, God. So bad, it makes you wish that the criminal, the crime family that took out Frank Castle's yeah. family had gotten him, too. Just killed him. Yeah. Well, that, that's a little grim. Yeah. But, you know, speaking of uh, Thomas Jane, I feel like you need to share with our oh. listeners the time that you they met never, him. Oh, I guess that was kind of before I don't we think started the, po- I don't the podcast. I don't think this ever came up on the on the Blackcast. <laughs> I, I think it's very much worth talking about. Yeah. Oh, well, I've talked about Big Wow on here before, the yeah. one I do in May for cosplay stuff. So we went two years ago, or three years ago now, jeez, um, and Nicole was with us. Yes. Joining in on the cosplay fun. She was Emma Frost, the white queen, wearing a platinum blonde wig and you know kind of a revealing costume is that's what emma frost wears hey you know that's that's who she is january jones was right? her x-men first class yeah so yeah. uh uh we're taking a bunch of photos and uh, i look over and someone is chatting her up in a very obvious manner i mean i'm standing far away so i can only see and it is none other than mr thomas jane so the punisher yeah tried to steal your wife away. right i i smiled and laughed and i i walked over to her and he had taken a little break to talk to some fans and i said like get his information. Let's hang out with him. Like <laughs> I want to hang out with Thomas Jane. Yeah, right. And people were like, "Don't pimp out your wife to hang out with Thomas Jane." And I was like, "She wants to hang out with him too." Yeah, we all do. You just want to hang out with. Yeah, him, you he know? said, "Meet me at this bar called yeah. like the Dive Bar or something mm-hmm. tonight. We'll hang out and have some drinks." And we were like, "Heck yeah, we're gonna hang out with Thomas Jane tonight." Keep in mind, he never wore shoes. If you ever see him at a convention really? or something, he doesn't wear shoes. Well, that's fascinating. He's always barefoot. So we go hang out at this bar for hours, and he never, he never shows. shows up. We go back to the hotel. He's standing outside the hotel bar smoking a cigar with his friends, not wearing shoes again. Mm. And we were like, we looked for you. And he's like, oh, sorry, guys. Uh, I'm Thomas Jane. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he says to everybody. <laughs> I'm, I'm Thomas Jane. I'm Thomas Jane. So yeah. then uh, he was there the next year, but he wasn't there this most recent year. Well, he didn't remember us. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. See, I think that. He probably didn't want to hang out with you. It's that simple. I think, I think so. he. If Nicole was like, "I'll meet you there," yeah, he was. Like, if if she'd been like, "Yeah, yeah," he's gonna stick around here. So that sounds good. I'll be over there. Then the invitation would be like, you know what? Why? Why even meet at the bar right? of the hotel? Yeah. You know. But hey, 
Look, got stood up by Thomas. Jane. Do any of you? Do any of you have stories where your wife was hit on by? If somebody has one where it's Adam West, yeah, I want that story. Yeah, I need that story. So it looks really good. <laughs> sure, <laughs> <laughs> share it with us <laughs> at Blackcast, hey, and chum. Uh, we will. <laughs> hey, chum. <laughs> somebody tell me about your wife's can. I don't know why, she talk, why he talks like that. I don't know. but uh, So what happens when you try an impression of somebody without ever trying you've it? You've never tried it before. It's no. hard. Yeah. You, it's a lot easier to do Burt Ward. wouldn't be that hard. Yeah, you just know? don't say anything. Yeah. Well, no, because he's a lot of like, you know, jumping. Yeah. Gee whiz, Batman. Yeah, it's a lot of that. So that, that's all you got to do. It's the sure. same impression as Dennis the Menace, basically. <laughs> uh, we got a little sidetracked there. Just, just a little. That's all right. Now- We've talked a number of times how you do not enjoy the Stanley cameos. I fucking hate the Stanley. Do you hate all of them? Every single one? I liked them. The one the only one I liked was Sam Raimi's Spider Man one. When I was like, Hey cute, Stan Lee's in the movie. Yeah. And then Which after is that, one of the first ones. I don't done. even think that that's the first one, but that's no. one of the first yeah. ones. Yeah. I don't even know if he was in X Men. And X-Men came out first. Yeah, I don't think he was in the first X-Men. I think you might be right. I, I'd have to uh, check on that. I don't remember. I watched it only a year ago, and I don't remember him being in it. Yeah. But anyway, so you you hate them. Yeah. You don't enjoy seeing no. them. And there are some that make you, that definitely make make me go, oh, Stan. I roll my eyes. But I, I like some of them. I, I like the one in Amazing Spider-Man. I know you didn't. Oh, God. Where he's got the headphones on and the <sighs> fight's going on around him. Because I'm like, ah, oh, Stan doesn't even know what's happening. He's just there, just listening. He's just, he's just listening to some classic. I just music. hate knowing all the resources and the time yeah. and the money that go into filming shit just to put Stanley in the movie hey. for the sake of doing it. Because every time they cut to his cameo, it's like forced and you're like... Oh, God, here None we go. None of us would be here without Stan Lee. And I mean that in the world. I know. You know, it's not it, It's not like he just invented a lot of these characters. You're saying and, I'm ungrateful? Yeah. But like, Michael Keaton isn't in all the Batman movies. You know, he was important to the Batman mythos. Bob Kane not, wasn't in all that well, stuff. Well, yeah, that's a better example. Bob, Bob Kane's Kane, corpse wasn't but, in The Dark Knight Rises. Say, didn't Bob Bill Kane Finger die? gets the shit end of the stick all the time. <laughs> you know that. And the uh, the guys who created Superman got like $40. Yep. 300 bucks. Oh, well, that's worth it, though, isn't it? Totally. Yeah. I mean, when you think about how much money Superman's made, 300 bucks is, is pretty close. <laughs> Adjusted for inflation. But anyway, Stan Lee had a cameo in Guardians of the Galaxy, which I'll be looking for on the Blu-ray. Yeah. Excited. You'll probably never watch it. Nope. But he was supposed to be sitting in one of the one of the glass cases in the collector's room. Right. And I guess, according to you, I don't know where you got this from, he flipped off Groot. Yeah, I don't know why he would flip off Groot. I like the idea that he was. That's how James Gunn described it. Yeah, well, I know, but I I don't know why that is. But I'm just saying, I like the idea that he's in the collector's collection. But by having him do that, that really takes away from the Howard the Duck cameo, which I think is better. That's why they cut it out. Yeah, you can't you can't just do that twice. Like the Howard the Duck cameo was just much better. Yeah. Now, Stan could have been sitting in there with Howard. Sure, that would have been good. See, you might have even liked that. Yeah. You know, I remember when I invented Howard the Duck. Yeah. I saw the Hulk climbing on a wall. <laughs> and I said, what if he was a duck with a cigar? Howard the Duck. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. I know you're not. And uh, that's all right, though. You know, this reminds me that I actually wanted <laughs> Does, why to. Why would he even be in the I wanted to, collection? I wanted to replay the chat that I had with Stan over the summer. Dennis was interviewing him, and uh, he was kind enough to let me talk to him for a couple minutes. So I'm going to tag that at the end of this segment okay. so everybody can hear it. And I do talk about his cameos. Do you? I don't say how much you hated them. Good. 
but I should have. Yeah. Because if you did, I would, I would like, deny all of it. That's like telling Santa Claus something. It's like Stanley would put you on his his naughty list. Oh, he would. Yeah. You know what? Get, being the good Santa e person that he is. Yeah. He'd probably bring me presents anyway. But he would bring less. Yeah. So. I would bring you less presents. <laughs> when did he turn into Gilbert Godfrey? <laughs> Somewhere I don't know. But it's, it's all right. Come on. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Marvel verse, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Hulk and Black Widow solo movies. That's what he wants? Great. Good. I would. I, I would. I feel like third time's a charm on a Hulk movie. Maybe. I liked the second one. It, it didn't do as well, and my wife didn't like it. But yeah, that has I liked it. Were nor- I liked that. I thought that one was good. I thought, right. like, okay, they got the tone right. Yeah. I would like to see a Hulk movie with this Hulk. Yes. You know, I. I It'll like, happen. You think so? I think so. Here's what I want. I yeah. don't want Iron Man four, and that's the other part of that. Is that Robert Downey yeah. Jr. said there's no plans for Iron Man four. What I I don't want to see another Iron Man solo movie, and I don't know if I if even the Hulk they could still get it right for another solo movie. What yeah. would be awesome? But Mark Ruffalo has never been a Hulk in it's a solo true. Movie. It's true. But I think that little end tag of Iron Man three where yeah. it's him and Bruce Banner. Oh yeah. If they had like just a two person team up movie of Hulk and Iron Man, great. Okay. That would be the coolest. I'm on board with that. Because That's then fine. it's like we can split yeah, the screen. But down. I know what you're saying. Maybe we don't need another standalone Iron Man movie. Right. And look, if it means that he'll still get to play Iron Man in Avengers 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7, well, then it's fine. Believe me. I don't know if it'll go that far. You don't think that there'll be an Avengers 7? I'm sure there will be. Yeah. But I don't know if it'll be Robert I don't, Downey I don't know if our DJ will be yeah. in it. It'll be but, Mark Wahlberg. Uh, he said great. he wants to play Iron Man. He should. Yeah. What would that sound like? <laughs> Hey, how you doing? I'm <laughs> hey, Iron Man. I'm Iron Man. I'm Tony Stark. Look at Stark. me go. Yeah. Except I'm Mark Wahlberg as Iron Man. I'm not Tony Stark. I'm me. So what happened to Tony Stark? Oh, he's drunk. He's a drunk. <laughs> he's in the street. War Machine took over for a little while, and then I was like, War Machine, what are you doing? It's got to be, be on a show on Showtime. Uh, you got other you got other you, obligations. You live in a house of lies. Yeah. All right. You know what? It, it, it's airtight. You can't go wrong now. <laughs> Uh, but we'll finally we'll move it over to uh, DC because yeah. uh, that's where your it's brightest spot is. It's true, that's right? But you know, you, you can still be excited about some of these things. I am actually planning on watching at least the first episode of the Flash TV show. I yeah. want to see I have if seen it's it. an actual superhero story. I feel like superheroes on the WB slash CW usually tends to be like in high school before they get to be a superhero. Right. But this is, he's actually the Flash already, right? Yeah. I okay. will say this, if you can give, because I don't, I know you don't watch Arrow. I do not. No, um, no. If you can stomach it, I would say watch the first four episodes. Of Arrow or Flash? Of Flash. Okay. Because Arrow will show up in the fourth one, they'll have a little crossover. Okay. But the pilot is okay, but yeah. you'll watch it and be like, I mean, it's You, you like just, need more. It is what it is. It just sets stuff up. As a superhero show, yeah. I think it'll be a good show. But its pilot inevitably is a little clunky. Okay. I mean, like, how do you have an origin story no, for the Flash it, and make it? It, it can riveting. be very hard for a pilot episode, right? right? If I, unless it's basically the Flash acting in an episode of The Leftovers, I, I'll, I'll watch a couple. That's of them. well, it is. Though. Oh well, that's all right though. They yeah. actually they just cross out the word leftovers, and it just he just runs by it so fast yeah. it changes <laughs> the Flash. All right. Well, you know what? Now, now I want to see it even more. Yeah. But I am looking forward to Gotham. I know people have seen it already, mm-hmm. and uh, some of them have tried to temper my excitement. I think it looks – it's a cool idea. Yeah. I think it looks cool. I still don't love that uh, Selena Kyle's on the show as a little girl. Oh. I don't love that, that idea. You? I just think it's dumb. I think yeah. the rest of it's cool. She would have shown. She would have turned up at some point. But not in the pilot. Come on. Don't put her in the commercial. You know? Well, she the second Unless, episode is called Selena Kyle or something. All right, like that. So well, yeah. maybe she'll show up in the second episode. Uh, we'll see. She's but anyway, part of the marketing. Yeah, I guess. But it's not like Anne Hathaway's playing her. 
My question is, why is Dr. Pamela Isley, or whatever her name is, so young oh. in the trailer? She's a little girl, too. I'm like, who is why? that? That's who, Poison, what, Poison Ivy. Oh, that's Poison Ivy. Okay. Yeah. I, I know Poison Ivy is. I didn't know the the uh, real name. Right. But uh, She doesn't need to be a kid, too. No. Not everybody is Bruce Wayne's contemporary. That's true, but I don't know. Hey, maybe they got a spinoff show planned. when they're... Burgess Meredith said he wants to be part of it. Isn't he dead? <laughs> No. Are you kidding? <laughs> I am kidding. He's dead. I was going to say, he's, I'm like, there's no way. I'm like, there's no way. Uh, oh, but it would be great. A, he wasn't even in the Look, last if rocket. Stan Lee can be on all these freaking Marvel movies, we can bring back Burgess Meredith and just resurrect his wah, body. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. Just hey, cut though. Mickey Goldmill into the movie and be like, he's a dinosaur. <laughs> you ever fought a dinosaur before? They could cause a variety of damage. And then go back to Jim Gordon. That, well, that's not, that sounds fine. <laughs> he should do that. But anyway, I'm looking forward to it. Where do you, do you think, yeah, have you seen that or no? The pilot, no. Yeah, okay. You uh, I, I was supposed to, but I didn't. Uh, I'd hands rather, on that one. I'd rather watch it on It's TV. coming out next week, I, so yeah, I can well, wait. Especially at this point. Yeah. I'd rather just watch it, you know, in HD on my TV right. than, you know, somebody sends me a link to yeah. a black and white work print. No, it, I mean, they were, the flash was perfect. I mean, it was a screener copy. Oh, okay. So I watched it with a. A friend of mine who works for some agency or something. Duh. He's got the hookups. Apparently. Yeah. So, no, but I, I'm excited for it. It's fine. It's a procedural that takes place in Gotham. The only thing that'll be tricky is, the, like, how thin can we stretch the, like, hey, he's going to be Batman one day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. that that could get to start that, 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 feeling Yeah, there's tired. that sort of thing when you get the... Uh you know the knowing glances to the future right. that can drive me crazy and stuff. So they they'll have to uh, you know work that angle very carefully. Yeah. Also, if it's like if all the villains they seem to thwart, you're gonna be like, well, what's Batman gonna do when he shows up? Yeah. They've already well, beat all these bad guys. Yeah, but times. I mean, he's not like the Penguin yet, so you can thwart him as just regular bad guy. That's right. right. As uh, is it Oswald Cobblepot? Yeah. What great name that is. Right. You know they definitely don't have names like that. I'd say that's right up there with J. Jonah Jameson. Those are great. That is a comic solid book name. names. Yeah. yeah, they just say what the person is. Yeah, J. Jonah Jameson. You know, suck it, Perry White. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know you love Superman. Yeah, but the name Perry White, that's nothing, right? J. Jonah Jameson. That's that's what I'm talking that about. Is everything. But we're. I'm sorry. It always goes back to uh, Marvel. Now talk about how there's going to be this Shazam movie, but it's not going to actually tie in. It's done by New Line in Warner or in uh, DC. So does that mean that there Brothers. could be a crossover Shazam Freddy Krueger? Because if it's yeah, New Line, yeah, okay. yeah. Hey. Uh, for, well, actually, no. Because well, I don't know who does the new Nightmare on Elm Street because Platinum Dunes, which is Michael Bay's company, oh, owns. I didn't realize that. Or they produce Friday Thirteenth, Nightmare so on Elm Street, that's and not Halloween. Happen. All right, well, but I, maybe they're distributed by New Line. I don't know. All right, so the Shazam won't. Well, and Shazam, is Shazam, actually, and Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Oh, no. Could cross over. No, the no, Hobbit. Those are new lines. We can't have that. Oh, okay. By the way, Rob Lorch got very excited when you said Shazam and Hobbit because he loves the Hobbit. <sighs> Smaug will, will be like, I am Smaug. I am an <laughs> overdramatic dragon in the cave. <laughs> Shazam! And then just fucking kill him. That's the whole movie. Yep. Sounds great. And guess what? It's not three movies at three hours each. It's ten minutes. And oh, a lightning bolt comes I'm down gonna, and kills. I'm going to watch that. Ten minutes. Watch You'd watch nine hours worth of Shazam and the dragon? No, no, ten minutes. Oh, t- that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'll watch three hour, three three hour yeah, yeah. long movies. No, I'm watching what you're saying. Yes. The ten minutes, I'm like, yeah, I'll watch a dragon get killed. And it's done. Minutes. And Bilbo's like, what am I supposed to do? Nothing. <laughs> go back to your little hole and eat your toast. Go back go back to hanging out with Sherlock. Yeah. Hobbit, yeah. Yeah. Or go get back to Fargo. Job. Whichever one you want to do. You can go back to either one of those two places. One is Just, probably a lot more exciting than the other. Yeah, and also, spoiler alert, you wouldn't be around on Fargo. That's maybe. Right. Maybe not. Anyway, so 
who's going to be – so Shazam is actually not that character's name, which is something that I get confused It does bother about. me sometimes, actually. Is it, his name is Captain Marvel. Yes. Understandably, you don't want to call your guy Captain Marvel when you're DC. Correct. There's not anymore. Confusing. To... There's also two Captain Marvels in the Marvel Universe. Right. Neither one of whom say Shazam. No. One of whom died of cancer. Good. Because that's he's... what should be happening in comic books. Right. Characters dying of cancer. Mm-hmm. Especially anyway. when you're also named Captain Marvel. Yeah, exactly. It was, avenge, it was a revenge kill. Kind of. Yeah. Somebody yeah. from DC gave him cancer. That's terrible. Anyway. <laughs> so... Talk about this movie that's going to happen. Uh, I mean, I don't know a lot. All I know is that The Rock is playing Black Adam, which yeah. is like the nemesis of, of Captain um, Marvel. Of Captain Marvel. And the magic, I mean, because the wizard's name is Shazam. Yeah. And he gives Billy Batson, young Billy Batson, who's like a 13-year-old kid, the power of Shazam. Okay. So when he says Shazam, he turns into a gigantically large, muscular, super-powered guy named Captain Marvel, who looks a lot like Superman, except he has a tiny little cape on one shoulder. Why is only? Why does he not have like a full fledged cape? I mean, I guess they could do that. Yeah, but that's not. That's not. All right. Well, so the Rock will be in it. That's the Rock's involvement right. in the superhero uh, world. And uh, we've seen all sorts of photos from Batman Superman. That movie is also really, Bzz. really far off. That's what I'm is, calling it. When does that come out? Soon, 2016. Mm-hmm. So before X Men, it's think. right before X Men. Yeah. It's like it's like Cap Three X Men between Cap. 3. So all these movies are so far off, but. Why is Batman Superman being filmed now and none of those other movies are even getting filmed until next year? There, I guess a lot of crazy CGI. That's all I can guess. That and I, the rumor still is that they're shooting parts of Justice League back to back. Oh. So they're shooting other things. But they want to give it a long time in post-production. And right. they, I think they needed to rework the script because originally oh. they wanted it Christmas – 2015. 15. Okay. That would have been a year and a half from when it I mean, that yeah. would be coming out still, this Christmas. No. No, no, no. no, 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 no next no. Christmas. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's, that's plenty but of still, time. still, like, you know. All right. Well, it's fine. So, we keep talking about it, but it's so far off. Yeah. I just I just feel like, give us something. We'll get a teaser next maybe summer. Maybe a webisode. A webisode. You know, something. Yeah. What's Perry White up to today? I would love to know. What Lois, Perry... get in here. I'm angry. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. I want to know what he's up to. Yeah. You know? Please. The man. Adventures of Jimmy Olsen. Superman, it's pal, Jimmy Olsen. Is he really his pal? It didn't seem like they even knew each other in Man of Steel. That he wasn't even in Man of Steel. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's probably why. Yeah. He probably, I bet you. That's right. We did talk about that, how he wasn't in it. That, yeah. Yeah. It was Jenny. Well, all right. Uh, now. The Batmobile looked cool, though. So I'm glad that it's they great. share these things with yeah. us. But I laughed, and you have to laugh, because what happens when nerds see things that they don't they like? They hate it. They outrage. Oh, they're outraged. So the big outrage yeah. was that there was a gun on it. Okay. a gun in the front. You know, forgetting the fact that I'm pretty sure every single Bat vehicle that's ever existed has had some form of gun on it. I think even Adam West, and I'm not kidding, I think Adam West had some kind of gun on it. Yeah. You They've know? all had guns. Yeah. So the, Batman doesn't use guns. Right. Well, he, well, doesn't use a, he doesn't use a handgun. But, yeah. I mean, it could be rubber bullets. That's true. It could be little smoke pellets. It could be uh, shark repellent yep. bullets. Man, you know? bat mana ray spray. Bat mana ray spray. <laughs> wow. Well, let's uh, close it down by talking about something really important. Star Wars. Yeah. So the Star Wars Rebels show. I know a few people, I think uh, Rafe Gutman and maybe Rob Lorich, a few people are very excited about this Rebel show. Hey, I'm in. I'm going to record it. I'll see if I like it. I mean, I liked... What I saw of Clone Wars, for the most part, I felt like it was more for kids than for me, but I still thought it was pretty well done. So uh, I'm looking forward to this. It's going to tie into 
the actual continuity, which I guess is the key to help set up this episode seven, which is also not coming out for a long time. Right. But uh, what do you know about the show and are you looking forward to watching it? Uh, I don't know a ton. I mean, I haven't kept up on all the little bits of news, but I mean, it'll be on Disney XD. I think it comes out in early October or mid-October and it's mm-hmm. it's a prequel to all this stuff. So the way it would have to tie in would have to be... Because it's like it's about the establishment of the Rebel Alliance against the oh, Galactic so Empire. It's, so where does it fit in seeing that? I want to say it honestly. It comes before Episode Four. So like between three and four. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I didn't even realize that that was the era it was set in. I thought it was set after Episode Six. So see. But it see might the, be. Don't hold me to it. Okay. You hey, have to ask. I guess we're gonna find out. Me. Disney XD. I think I get that channel. I'm just glad it's not anything to do with Clone Wars. Yeah. Because honestly. That was the worst. Even of the three that are not good, I thought Clone Wars was worse than Episode One. And you I was like, "Why that, is that a whole show?" You thought that the TV show was just the worst. Is what? No, you're no, saying. no. The movie, Attack of the Clones. Yes. So I, I never understood I, why. I always say that that's the worst one. I, I never, just feel like the concept of the Clone Wars was probably where they felt like they could tell the most stories. I guess that's true. But yeah. I was just like, "Why would you make a show off the worst one?" Mm. Might as well, well just have Darth Maul the show. Like a oh, sitcom, a, like be, a live studio audience. Think about how great would that how would be. How fantastic would that be? He would come home. He gets to fired his wife. and he chops his boss in half with his double-bladed lightsaber. Yeah. Well, that's why he got fired because he did that to his boss. And it's like, well, now we have to let you go. You the know? boss's severed top half was like, you yeah, fired, Darth. <laughs> so, so Stan Lee fired. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I fired you. <laughs> Get out of my office. It's the same as when I fired when Bobby I f- Robinson from <laughs> the Daily Bugle. I remember when the Hulk. Was fired. He ripped somebody else. And finally, there was a very cute little (laughs) Sesame Street video you sent to me. Star S'mores. Star S'mores. Which I thought was cute. I'm glad to see that, uh, you know, they can still have fun over there on Sesame Street. Now, the crazy thing is that Cookie Monster plays a Han Solo like character, which blew my mind because when I was a kid, and you're going to have to look it up. There was a parody of Star Wars that used to be on HBO. I think it was 15 minutes. So they they would kind of use it to fill a gap between movies because mm-hmm. that's basically all they had at that point was right. movies called Hardware Wars. Oh. And in Hardware Wars, Cookie Monster, the actual Cookie Monster Muppet, yeah. was Chewbacca. Oh. And in it, he actually tries to eat Princess Leia's hair. Okay. Like the, the cookie Looks hair, like cookie, basically. Yeah. And uh, so now that blew my mind. I'm like, well, he's Han now. And it's like- Who's he going to be next? Right. Darth Cookie? Yeah. But talk a little bit about this Sesame Street thing and, and why. It's just a fun, you know. It's, yeah, it's cute. They did the Hungry Games a little while ago. I didn't see that one. Uh, which was the same. They keep putting, I think they've realized like with all these popular movies, they can put their characters and have fun with it. Yeah. And uh, so the Hungry Games was, was Cookie Monster trying to survive in the the Hungry Games without eating just cookies or whatever right. it was. And then, and and then, then in this, this one, one yeah. his Chewbacca is Chewy the Cookie. He's Gigantic a Chewy. Gigantic Cookie. Yeah, big giant Chewy Cookie. And uh, and Flan Solo, who is Love played that. by Cookie Monster, keeps trying Solo. to eat his sidekick Chewie the Cookie. Yeah. And uh, Luke Piewalker, which sounds vaguely dirty, very dirty, <laughs> tries to get Flan Solo to not eat Chewie. Yeah. And uh, hilarity well, ensues. I think people should look for that video, but uh, also. For old time's sake, look up Hardware Wars. Okay, I'll well, have to look that. Up. I've never yeah, seen that. It's uh, it'll be fun. I, you know, at least I think so. I haven't seen it in well, maybe your lifetime. I uh, haven't seen it, oof. so it's probably been that long. I liked Grover as Yoda. Yeah, I was just going to say he actually the voice was right. Kind of the same. You know, you're just like it's it's like a very similar voice. Grover's That's voice. That's actually is what I was going to say is that uh, the Grover Yoda oh. Gro- Groda Groda was great. So I enjoyed that. See, I should have brought 
R2-D2 in here for this segment. He could have talked to us about mm. these things. I would ask him if he remembered Yoda and Darth Vader and stuff. But save that for a future time. All right. Well, as promised, I'm going to close it out. Thank you for your service, Agent Starling. I'm going to close out the nerd talk. The little visit that I had with the star of such great cameos from so many Marvel movies. The one and only Stanley Martin Lieber. Hi, Stan. Uh, my name's Christian. Uh, thrilled to talk to you. I just wanted to know, you have so many great cameos in all the recent Marvel movies. I wanted to know if you had a personal favorite. And I want to tell you that for me, I it was you as Willie Lumpkin in Fantastic Four because I loved seeing you play one of the characters you created. But it was actually replaced just a few years ago as the librarian wearing the headphones, completely oblivious to the fight between <laughs> Spider-Man and the Lizard. So those are kind of like tied for my favorite. But do you have a favorite? is my favorite because it gave the viewer a chance to see how musically adept I am. <laughs> I was keeping time to the tune by tapping my fingers. And if you were observant, you would have seen that I tapped my fingers to such perfect melody and rhythm. <laughs> no, I love that one. And there was Spidey fighting for his life with against the lizard behind me. And I was totally unaware. That's typical of me. It was beautiful, Stanley. <laughs>